there was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. Alright, well, um, I'm not feeling too good right now. I uh, had hot, well, like cold sweats. Is that called cold sweats when you're sweating at night? I felt like I was hot, so is it hot sweats? I don't know. It was night night sweats. And yeah, I was like clammy and I couldn't sleep and I would have been coughing. So, you know, I might have COVID. You never know. You might be doing this podcast by yourself. Well, or perhaps if well no i don't want anything to happen to you but it does it does we'll recruit megan the stallion to (laughs) take your place because i'm sure she has nothing else to do than to meet with you and record a book podcast Mm, well i think she might be able to pencil me and she's gotta have days off like she's gotta have something to do and i mean she's probably flying all over the place she probably needs to relax with a good book so i could pitch this to her like hey i gave somebody covid and (laughs) you know what i thought of (laughs) yesterday when i left your house i thought i am like so terrified it's so unfair to your youngest daughter that like my first thought when i when i was going to kill that bug on your porch my first thought was oh my god i bet she's in there with her friends making fun of me isn't she (laughs) And, and she wasn't even here. So no, the first thing I ask you is, is she, is she in there with her friends? Are they going to make fun of me if I kill this bug out here? No, she's not that type of kid. I know. That's why it makes me feel really bad. Cause she is such a sweet kid. And then my default is like teenage girls. I'm like, Oh my God, they're just out here spreading COVID and now you're sick. So maybe that's what it, where it come from. Those teenage girls in your house. Right. Um, but anyway, before you continue to have the hot and cold sweats here. Um, I guess we should probably get to the topic at hand. So welcome everyone to Ayana and Crystal's book club. Ordinarily, I would tell everyone that we have not discussed the actual book yet because we do try to make that true. Mm -hmm. But this time we did have to talk about it because we were both really struggling to finish it. Ultimately, someone added this to her did not finish list. So Uh, Who was it that didn't finish? It was me. It was me. I did not finish it. I tried. I tried. I got to, I think I got to like almost to the end. I mean, like I maybe had like a hundred pages or so left, but or if that pretty far. Yeah, but I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Well, I finished it um, because I always finish. Of course. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, it's because, uh, well, that is true. And also, I am. (laughs) You want to put that out there, but go ahead. I want that to be known. I do not give up. I am not a quitter in anything, including however you want to take that phrase that I always say. But I am an optimist. And I really hoped it would get better. And I liked Nella. So I liked her storyline. So I wanted to see where it ended. And I thought like, as things were kind of like twisting and turning and getting a little weird for me towards the end, I was like, well, maybe there's going to be like this overarching sort of like, you know, Nella brings it all back and like, you see her growth, but unfortunately it didn't happen. So I was a little upset about that, but, um, 
I mean, I guess I could give a quick summary of the last half since I did actually already spoil it for you. Well, know. you didn't spoil it for me, but <laughs> we discussed it. Well, no, I spo- I would say I spoiled the end. Oh, but you're not. Okay. You're getting hung up on the semantics of what the word spoil means. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it was spoiled, but it wasn't spoiled. You did tell me what happened, but it wasn't spoiled, but you didn't care. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna, I guess, spoil or, you know, if you don't care, I'm just going to tell you how it ends. Yes. Um, so spoiler alert, though, if you have not finished the other black girl and you actually want to finish it, um, you've been warned. I'm going to I'm going to ruin this book now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blast through it pretty quickly, though, because it did kind of lose me a little bit. So when we last left our protagonist, Nella, she was being harassed via note cards by some unknown person. Um, and then we learn that the person sending the notes, I think, is Shawnee. Um who's part of a group of Black women known as the Resistance, who are in fact resisting becoming, quote, other Black girls, a term they use to describe Black women who are in some sort of like trance, I guess would be a good way to describe Mm -hmm. it, which is induced by Hazel's special hair grease, except the hair grease isn't some proprietary blend of Hazel's. There's a scientist who makes it And that's like one of the people from the storyline in 1983. And then I think it's Diana who they talk about in 1983 is involved Mm -hmm. in like distribution. I'm not really sure how Hazel became basically a hair product dealer to unwilling customers, except some are willingly using it. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Read the book if you really want to understand that, I guess, because I'm not going to do it justice and I Mm -hmm. don't understand how it all came to be. But now Nella tries to resist Hazel's attempts to get her to join the other black girls, but eventually she succumbs to Hazel's advances and just kind of lets herself go with it. Uh, The novel ends with Nella basically being a new type of Hazel. Um, I read a review of the book afterwards that said it was like the Stepford Wives meets Get Out. I've never seen the Stepford Wives, so I'm not sure about that. I saw Get Out. I can maybe see that, but I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah. See the, the thing for me where, where I had the issue is one, it was called a psychological thriller. Yes. I can see where that can come into play, but it was more so like sci-fi. Like I agree. Yeah. It was more sci-fi than sci than psychological thriller. And there also was no thriller. Like (laughs) I, I mean, there was no killing there. I know it's not horror, but there was no killing. There was nothing there. I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't, it was the only thing that was kind of suspenseful was the cards. But once he found out who was sending the cards and it kind of got into that whole realm, the only thing that I was wait suspending and waiting for was for someone to get killed or some kind of, oh my goodness, this like a climax moment. It never came. There was nothing that ever came even to the point where I've read to now again didn't read the ending but you told me the ending and I still am I'm like okay I really didn't miss anything I wanted to like this book so bad I wanted to like it so bad I wanted to especially because it's her uh debut book right that's what I said like whenever it's like a new like a debut I'm like good because you know, I, I like when there's a new writer in a new space and like yeah. 
you know, because then you can kind of become a fan from like yes. the very beginning. And exactly. Like, yes. You can, you can kind of follow her. their trail or their progression in their career and like, you know, kind of wait in on hopes for their next book. Like right now, I, I, I hope the next one is better, but I don't, I'm not going to be on pins and needles waiting for it to drop. So I did take some issues with it overall. Mm-hmm. And so I, first I'd like to say what I wanted to happen. Yes. <laughs> and maybe, maybe you had some thoughts up to the point where you had read too. So there's one scene where they have like a poetry night at, um, is it just Hazel's friend? Yeah. Hazel's friend's hair salon or like, um, like hair salon business. I don't think it's salon. It's like, it's just a business where they sell hair products. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't really sure. So, um, I also did have to do a lot of research on like black hair products and stuff, because when they were referencing certain things, I didn't know if it was like just for the novel or if like these were actual products. And so Mm -hmm. I did educate myself on some things through Google research. So I did at (laughs) least learn something. So I always always think that's positive. Yeah, that is. That is. I mean, it's not information like going forward. I can't like do anything with it, but still, I think it's good. You don't know. Wealth of knowledge. You don't know. You think I'm going to be giving hair advice to. You may have a child with a black man and your, your daughter, you know, son has hair that you need to know how to do. Well, yeah, but I think I'm like way off from having kids. Um, When they are in that hair salon or the hair product store. Yeah. The part where Nella sort of introduces Owen. And first of all, Hazel mentions Owen's name. And yeah. Nella is like, I never told you Owen's name. How do you know Owen's name? But she doesn't yeah. say anything to Hazel about it. She's just mm-hmm. speaking up to herself. And then Owen meets Hazel or something. And he says something about her that's positive, which like, I mean, <laughs> what do you want him to do? Yeah. You know, like, oh, what a bitch. <laughs> I know I just he said she was pretty or her. something like that. Like he said she was pretty or she was like that, like the things that she was doing for the um, job and like bringing diversity into their job was like a good thing. He's like, yeah, she's doing a lot. You should, she's really cool. Yeah. He, w- I think he was just trying to give her props and like be positive yeah. and not, you know, like talk down on somebody that he doesn't actually know. Right. Exactly. And Nella just took it, you know, but I do that if I'm <laughs> with a guy and he compliments some other girl, even if she's one of my friends, I'm like, well, you want to fuck her? Is that oh, what wow. You- <laughs> are you, are you trying to fuck my friends? Is that what that is? You want to compliment them on their, I, yeah, I know my friends are hot. I don't hang out with ugly people. I can't. I can't stand being around people that aren't attractive. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to tell me my friends look good. I know. Why are you talking about it? But um, yeah. So anyway, so when he, he compliments her, I kind of thought then, because they're going back and forth with, you know, this whole, like, is there something going on between Hazel and Owen? So Mm -hmm. what I wanted it to be was this sort of like fatal attraction thing where like Mm -hmm. you find out, oh, Hazel started at this company because somehow she got involved with Owen and she doesn't actually have a boyfriend of her own. It's all this sort of fantasy so Mm -hmm. that it throws Nella off her scent. And then it turns out like there was something going on with Hazel and Owen and Hazel stalking Nella. And so I wanted the notes to be from Hazel being like, leave Wagner because I wanted it to be that Hazel's pushing Nella out because Hazel wants her life. 
Yeah. But that's not at all how it goes. It's like quite the opposite that like Hazel's trying to like bring Nella into this world where she just gives up on herself. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think about the ending because I was so upset about where I was, where I was in the book. Like I couldn't even think past what, where, where is this suspense? Where is this thriller? Like, where is the action in this movie? I mean, in this movie, in this book, like where is, well, you know, because you think about it when you're reading the book, it's playing as a movie in your head. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm like, where's the action? And, And like every chapter, so this is really this is really bad because th- we're coming off of our um our August read which was the silent patient and the silent patient has those quick um chapters and each chapter ends on like a cliffhanger that makes you be like okay I can read one more chapter let me read one more chapter right the chapters in this book was like 15 pages long <laughs> full of I'm okay with I'm okay with as well if it was jam-packed full of action or dialogue or like character building or things that make you say okay I see where this is going I want to know more I want to get deeper it it was nothing it literally I was nothing like okay so there was one part in the book where she was talking about Richard her boss like she was waiting outside of his office because she wanted to talk to him about the notes or something And he was on the phone with someone and he was having an argument with like a lover or something like that. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe he's having this argument with someone who's the person who's putting the notes on Nella's desk or, or like, this is a key moment. Yeah. Like, or if it was a key moment and then never again, was that brought up? Like, so why did you spend that much time telling me about him having a argument on the phone where it had nothing to do with anything in the book? And it was like five to six pages of, of dialogue about him on the phone with this person. So, yeah. So I thought that what was going on with that is because they make it seem at some point that like Kendra Ray and Diana and Richard could have had some sort of weird love triangle. So I was like, what if the 1983 storyline comes into play because Hazel and Nella and Owen are in the same sort of love triangle and then it's just going to be this like repetitive thing where like it just would show that this is, you know, how these things always end. Like, you know, a love triangle never ends. First of all, anyone out there listening to this, he never leaves his wife. Just so you know, he (laughs) never actually leaves his wife. Never. He'll not leave his wife. So if you're in that situation and you're being strung along, Hazel, if you were actually with Owen in this situation, he's never going to leave Nella. Right. But that's not what happened. But that's not what happened. So that's, I think, what got me, though, is that I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I know this is coming. Hazel's going to Hazel's going to either kill Nella because that's what I thought it was going to be, too, that that Hazel would like. So she gave I I found the receptionist name too. her name was India. Okay. I thought it was Maria, but it's not. It's India. So I was close because they both end in IA. So (laughs) I was very close, but very close. What I thought was going to happen is that the say, like they would set up, um, you know, that Hazel gives India a scarf. So I thought then when it turns out that like Hazel gives Nella these hair products, mm-hmm. that 
uh, Nella wouldn't think anything of it because she'd be like, oh, Hazel's just one of those people that like, you know, gives gives, beauty products, whatever to her friends. Mm -hmm. And like, that's like her love language is gift giving or something like that. And so then I thought what was going to happen because they make such a big deal about Nella's hair and like Mm -hmm. how she Mm -hmm. used to have it, um, like what chemically straightened permed yeah or relaxed or relaxer yeah she had a relaxer and then she went natural and grew out her hair and then she they made a big deal about owen liking um locks like then nell and hazel had locks nella did not and they brought that into the storyline so yes like i'm sure i'm cutting you off and i apologize but when she gave the, the same thing yeah when she gave the hair product to hazel gave um Nella a bottle of like hair product this special hair product with no label on it you know nothing to like identify it I thought yes this hair product is going to like p- pull her hair out her hair all her hair is going to fall out she, that's she's what gonna, I thought yeah no that's exactly what I thought that, that they were building that up because yes. they made such a big deal about like how proud Nella was to have natural hair and then yes. I thought like how horrible that would be if Hazel's like, well, here's some product and you have no reason not to trust me because I gave India a scarf and yeah. her hair didn't fall out and it didn't yeah. burn her skin off. So you have no reason not to trust me with this unlabeled product that I'm giving you to put in your hair. Yes. So I thought that I thought the same thing that her hair was going to fall out. So, um, I guess but that's not what happened, that's but that's not, not, what, not happened. what happened at all. Which I am glad. I am glad that Nella's hair didn't fall out because I, I mean, mean yes, but in also to everything else that she was going through, she doesn't need that. No, you're right. However, nothing happened to her. <laughs> like nothing. There was nothing happened in this entire. There was no drama. There was no climax. There was nothing that happened other well, than really. Nella becoming part of like conforming to become a part of the other black girls. So this is what I don't like about it. So overall, I mean, we'll talk about overall, I guess later, but I just have one really big issue with the book. So um, I don't know if we want to actually like discuss any plot lines or anything from it, but the big issue that I have is that I don't like that in the end, it's just this sort of us versus them sort of thing where it just pits women against other women. Yes. I really take issue with that. And I feel like, you know, on another level, because I mean, we talked last week, like I've never worked in an environment where I was the only white person and I've never worked in an environment where I'm the only woman. So I also really don't like that then you have this environment where like she finally has somebody that she feels like she can relate to. She's the only other black woman in the office and you turned it into it's a black woman against another black woman. Like, I think that I could maybe get behind this whole idea of like, you know, Hazel, I guess it's terrible that if it's over a man, I don't care. But but like if it's like one of those things where you know, they're fighting over a job or like they're competitive with each other, but they're respectful at the end of the day that like, it's not this sort of us versus them. Either you're one of us or you're one of them. And I feel like that's kind of what this was. And I just don't like that in general with women, but I think that it added an element that just made it a little bit worse for me because 
I mean, it is just, they're the only two black women in the office and now it's us versus them. And then Nella finally like conforms, which, I mean, she was already very insecure throughout the novel. So what I wanted for her was for like Nella to be like, no, I'm not just going to use this product and become completely complacent and, you know, do what you've done. I respected you because I thought you were this like strong person that was, you know, coordinating all these things and like you were so positive for the office but it turns out that like your own brand of or office culture whatever is is kind of toxic that you're Mm -hmm. not supporting other women you're not supporting other people you're not proud of who you are and you're not bringing anything to the table that's like beneficial to the rest of us yeah but that's not what happened right and going back to also the the us versus them theme that was prevalent in the book also with the fact that she put a woman against woman and I guess that there is some reality to that you know what I mean like that does happen in real life we get it however I'm stuck on the part of a psychological thriller <laughs> you are really hung up on this I am psychological I- thriller that's the part and I understand psychological yes doesn't mean that it has to have killing in it we get it however there was no thriller there was nothing in it that made me like stand other than the notes but once we found out about the notes because you know it kept flashing back and forth and when they talked about the resistance we kind of figured out the notes it was like okay it turned real sci-fi and now you're really just exploiting the fact that women go against other women the cattiness behind that yes we are in and I've been in situations of being the only black woman in in a space not really the only woman in a workplace but I've been the only black woman like I worked in a small um family owned business and and the whole family worked in this office and I was the receptionist and I was black and not part of the family (laughs) so it was very awkward you know so I know that feeling like when they we would have um they 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 would work with other um companies they and the other company people would come and their secretary would come to like the meetings and stuff and there would be like a person of color maybe not a black girl but another person of color and I'm like hey you know what I mean like it's us but so I know that feeling of wanting to connect and wanting to like feel like you can uh, be yourself and and speak to someone who can understand your culture, your language, your verbiage, things like that. You don't have to break everything down or be super on point because, you know, we, I feel like we do get judged highly or judged more than white women. That's just a, a, a thought. So, you know, I get where she was coming from with the book and, and trying to enlighten us with things that go on with Black women and corporate America and things like that. I get everything about it, even the hair thing, even her like making this a lot about hair, because that is also a big issue in corporate America with Black women and how they wear their hair, right? That's great. You have educated us. You've brought the deepness into the book. How? ever stop telling me this is a psychological thriller <laughs> because it's not. that's it that's it that's all I want to say stop telling me that this is a psychological thriller because it's not this is we're not thrilled no 
at all at all I would have liked this, even if we take like murder and men out of it, I still would have liked this, even if it was just this sort of like slice of life sort of thing where like it's two. So there's two women, two black women in the office, um, you know, and and Nella's insecurity from from the jump is like so high. So it would have then made sense to me if she started just sort of like getting inside of her own head, like, oh, Hazel's doing all this stuff or, you know, Hazel's out to get me, but it's really not like that. Like you are just so insecure that you're seeing that, but that's not actually what's happening. Yeah. Just a contemporary novel, just getting in. Yeah. Just talking about like real life issues and the point of a black woman with another black woman in the office in white corporate America, like that I can get behind. You brought in an element of sci-fi. You called it a psychological thriller. There was no thriller. I don't (laughs) know where I I couldn't get into it. And it was, I guess because of that, it made it so slow paced for me that and there was so much like back and forth back in in 1983 and current day and it was just so much going on where I was like I don't even want to know what's going to happen um you lost me and I'm sorry I'm all done and you know I like the fact though that we can talk we can talk about it on honestly because sometimes and I'm just you know being on the being on in the bookstagram universe book talk whatever I feel like people give reviews on books, even if it's a bad review, they, they're always like, well, you know, I see this and, and yes, we're, we're, we're not giving a bad review. We're, we're just saying that it wasn't for me, you know, you liked it, but there was elements that you didn't like And that's good. I just feel like people always give positive reviews. They're always like, oh, it was all, it was so great. Or they just don't review the book. You know, like yeah, it's like rare to like, see people like give like, I just didn't like it. It didn't work for me. I don't like it. It's rare. It does happen. But I feel like the the bigger accounts, like the bigger people, they won't tell you that they didn't like a book. Which is unfortunate because I think that even in like, if you look at like movie critics and stuff, like I think they're yeah. a little more honest about, you know whether or not they like it. But I think that if you get as high as like New York Times level or something, then I think they will say that they didn't like it. But I think to yeah. like, just in general, I also wouldn't want to discourage anyone from reading this. It's just, that it's one of those no. things where it's not, it's not for me, I guess that. And it's but that, I, I feel like that's an honest review. Reason. Like I'm not telling, we're not saying to anyone, don't yeah, read it. That's, that, that's not at all. I wouldn't tell anyone not to read any book because I feel like people need to read everything. And everything. No, I would say don't read 50 Shades of Grey. No, some people, like that though I I don't see anything wrong with reading it 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 doesn't have to be for me you can read it my thing is I want to be honest about my opinion I'm not going to sit here and say oh well I don't want to say anything bad because you know I don't want the author in this book it's a publishing company and one of the things like the author the one author where she was trying to give her notes and critiques about something and he just got like all up in arms like you have to be able to take criticism you have to be able to hear it we're we're two people i'm sure that there's other people that love the book loved everything yeah. about it you know what i mean but i can be honest and say like it wasn't for me and i didn't finish it and i'm okay with that i'm not i don't think i'm going to circle back <laughs> there's some books that i, I i've like 
put, you know, I didn't finish, but I would want to circle back and try it again. Maybe at that, at the level I was at, or the mind space I was at when I was reading, it wasn't right for that book, but this one, I don't think I'm gonna circle back to. I would love it if the author (laughs) DM'd us and was like, Hey, I heard you got a fucking problem. love to talk to her because I would love to get her you know maybe we're just taking it um completely where she did where it wasn't supposed to go you know what I mean like maybe we're just thinking on it and she's like no it was actually deeper than that you're missing the whole point and then I'll be like that too yeah yeah like like that to me enlighten me we look we always say it change our minds change my mind because then maybe if she you know hearing from someone who created it this is what was her thought process what she wanted us to feel from it and maybe she she explained it and told me that maybe when I I would go back and read it with that in mind and see if then it would change I mean it's no I might still say no it's a piece of crap no I'm just joking (laughs) but it you was know, maybe. really funny because I saw, I did watch an interview that she did on, I, I want to say it was Good Morning America, just because I wanted to know how to pronounce her name. Yeah. So when I watched that, she seems like a very nice person. Like oh, she yeah. doesn't seem like some like stuck up asshole, but it would be yeah. so funny. First of all, if she somehow got wind of this, you know, tiny little <laughs> podcast just starting out. Right, exactly. And, and reached out was like, I heard you have a fucking problem. <laughs> You know, depending on which one of us is going to respond to that, I feel like it would, that'd be really funny if she was like, all right, well, uh, I'm not ever going to wear my special hat again and bring it to the circle from. Right, right. She's like, I don't think you guys understood the whole point of this was that you're supposed to like it, whether you want to like it or not, you're going to like it. So I need you two to get behind it re-record that part two episode <laughs> and, <laughs> we get a, a cease and desist letter <laughs> take the podcast <laughs> down <laughs> never talk about my book again <laughs> take down part one and part two <laughs> i'm gonna need you to take down both parts of that book because yeah in the first part you insinuated that you were bored and in the <laughs> part you just flat out said that you were bored but you know what? I also did some research and I looked at, I like to look um, after I'm done. And once I get done with a book or in you this case, you're done. Yeah, this, yeah. In this case, decided I'm done. I like to go through other um, accounts like book talk, bookstagram, just reviews in general and see other people's reviews and see what they said. It, it, most were, they gave, I, I see some negative ones where there was just like, it's not for me but you know, you try it, but I seen the majority, even if they liked it or not said it was a slow burn. Like it really doesn't pick up. It really doesn't get into any type of action until like the last quarter of the book. If I have to get through the whole book with, I mean, like, even if I go halfway and then the the other half is like action packed or, okay, I can get that you tell me I got to get to the last 45 pages <laughs> to oh, get not even that I think it was like the last like 20 25 pages yeah the last 25 okay. pages before there's any action which also was no action yeah the final action honestly it's the very last sentence um I think is when you get this sort of like oh now I get it 
So, yeah, so they talk about some new person starts. This is like in the future now. And um, you don't know who it is. Um, it's some other, it's the other black girl in the office now. And she comes up and says, now, Shawnee, tell me, Nella came closer. What's it really like here? You can be real with me, sis. So when I read that, I was like, oh, so in the end, Nella becomes the new Hazel and that sucks because yeah and they also were changing their names because wasn't hazel really eva and she was back in 1983 (laughs) no hazel wasn't um it was somebody else kendra kendra ray and diana and the scientist who i don't remember who made this the formula for the hair but here's my issue that like I just, again, I really don't like the women versus women thing. And Uh I could have seen so many different things come out of this in even just doing a women versus women that if in the end it was like, oh, you know, this is realistic. Like, this is what women do. But I don't think that, at least from my experience in the office, anytime I've been competing for a promotion or anything, it's always been against a man and that man always gets it. Yeah. If I, I'm trying to think if I've ever not gotten a promotion that went to a woman and I don't think that I have, but if I did, it would have felt different to me. Like I would have at least been happy, like good. Like at least there is now one of us sitting at the table. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would have been, I would have taken it better than, you know, every time that I didn't get promoted, it was always for a straight white man and it's yeah. always one of the good old boys you know like yeah it's always one of those like and it's usually nosers. especially when you know they already know who they want <laughs> like you know they've already been hanging out with that good old boy you know drinking beers on on the weekend playing golf so then when the when the position comes available and that person applies, you already know it's going to them because you've seen them grooming, pretty much grooming him for for the position. Yeah. Well, okay. So even that, I then, it kind of makes me like, you know, take a step back and be like, so women really don't compete in, you know, their careers. And it comes back to, I think we talked about this a little bit before and you said, even Beyonce said it, that women are trained to compete for men and that's it well it wasn't it wasn't Beyonce it was the 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 feminists who talked on her song but yes well I mean let's give Beyonce credit too because she (laughs) well yeah true she sampled that and I think that if there's anybody we don't want to piss off it's Beyonce absolutely because then I'll never get to be friends with Megan Thee Stallion absolutely absolutely but yeah no it's correct they they only um, are taught to compete for men and not compete for like accomplishments, jobs, like push each other to exceed in their careers or get h- to higher levels. And I guess in the book, it is kind of going in that direction where, you know, Nella was the only black girl in her um, company and she was trying to find her voice in the company and then hazel comes in and she's just like you know i'm here and i'm gonna speak up i'm gonna do the things that you haven't done in the last five years so i guess it is kind of showing like the competitiveness in the workplace for nella 
but it just I know it just it falls off it falls off big time for me I'm sorry it really does I had such high hopes like I had high hopes when I'm reading that because I well like I said last week I was like oh I hope that you know part of Hazel rubs off on Nella that Nella will be like no I'm good at my job I know what I'm doing I Mm -hmm. belong here I'm gonna prove all of you people wrong and then it just turns into like oh well yeah give me that give me that hair grease I guess yeah Yes. It's like, she's like, all right, well, you won. Let me just slather this on my head. I give up. Like I, Which I guess for anybody that doesn't, that didn't read the book, the hair grease supposedly has some sort of, I don't know if it's non-toxic, but (laughs) uh, it's got some sort of element in it that makes black women more complacent and like amenable so that like, they're not uh, going to, I guess, go against the, the, the straight white men that are the patriarchy, I guess, would be the, the best way to describe it. So I see what she was trying to do there. The author was trying to do there as far as like, you know, using the hair and this hair product as the, you know, metaphor as far as like, this is how you fit in. This is how you assimilate to this white corporate America, things like that. But stop calling it a psychological thriller. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want to say. (laughs) Stop calling. It's not. It's not. It's not a psychological thriller. I went off the other day when we talked about (laughs) about this, about like how I blame women for like so many things. And then like when I listened back to it, because I did record that, I was like, maybe I'm part of the problem then. Because I do (laughs) think that like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, like, okay, so, so I have defended friends that do really fucked up shit to other women. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, now I take a step back. And I'm like, I'm no better than all of these other women that sit around and talk shit. But it's just that, like, I think that women do have kind of a pack mentality that if if she's in your pack, like if she's, if she's one of your girls, you're not ever going to talk shit. But if somebody else if some other woman does something to one of the women in your pack, that's the same thing that some other chick in your pack is doing. You're really quick to be like, what a whore. I believe she would sleep with your man, but then Mm -hmm. you've got some, you know, side chick in your own, in your own wolf pack here. Yeah. And you're defending her. And then you look like an idiot. I don't know. No, that's true. Yeah. There's no camaraderie with women the way that there is with a lot of other groups. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. That, that is something that we all are guilty of it. You know, we're all are guilty of that where we like overlook our best friend doing some trash shit. And then that girl that you don't know does the same thing to your best friend. And you're like, she's a whore. We should go beat her up. You know what I mean? Like all kinds of craziness, but yet your friend was doing it first. So it literally is just called karma. You know what I mean? Or even if it wasn't the same friend, you still overlook that that person in your group is doing the same thing. So why are you trashing this woman? You know what I mean? You're accepting it from one person, but not from somebody because she's not in your crew. Like, yeah. But I will stand by that. I think that it's always, it always comes back to a man because you don't know what that man is telling her, leading mm-hmm. her on. That's true. No idea. But then I go back and forth where I'm like, right, but some woman implanted in that man that that's okay. And it all comes back to like, you know, I have friends who will 
tell men certain things that they probably shouldn't very early on. And it gives this impression that like, oh, that's what all women want. All women want to be smacked around and and called a bitch. But that's not what we want. I especially don't want to be called those things. Yeah. And and then it looks weird. Like when you meet a guy that's actually like really nice and respectful to you, you're like, wow, this is a new angle. So yeah, right are like paying for dinner and like we're hanging out and you're like nice and you like tell me nice things and like you have values and you actually open up and talk to me about stuff so what what's the end game here so when (laughs) so what exactly is it that then what do you want I guess like what is but then I also think that that just depends on like you and what how you value yourself like what do you want specifically you know what I mean because if you know like listen I'm not playing any games I don't want any trash men and all I want is a nice guy that's going to have be respectful you know be god-fearing whatever your your list of requirements are and you meet him then you know but if you meet someone that doesn't have those things you're going to be like no I'm not fooling with you so it it depends on you know how firm you are on your list of things. Cause sometimes we are conditioned to want like, quote unquote, the bad guy until you really get the bad guy. <laughs> You're like, I really don't want the bad guy. So I, well, I've, I've been like kind of dating somebody that uh, his apartment does not allow him to have candles. And recently, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I think cause okay. they have a sprinkler system or something. That but- prison. Is he in prison? Yes. No. Oh, oh my God, no. Um, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, I'm not one of those girls that's drawn to the literal bad boy. Um, <laughs> no. So he went out and got candles, and I was like, "Oh my God, rule breaker!" <laughs> this is see, he knows what women want. That would be a deal breaker for me living in that apartment. Yeah, I can't, I have candles, like there's a shrine going on in this place. I I love candles to be burning in my house. So if I, they, it was on the lease and it was like, you can't have candles. I don't care if it was like the perfect rent, the perfect apartment, like perfect area. Huh? It's a really nice apartment. Yeah. I would still be like, no, no, I'm going down the street to this trash hole because I can burn it down. light my candles here and I'm gonna know that this place smells like a fucking locker room exactly I don't care about your sprinkler system but yeah those uh, these are just the issues that I had within the (laughs) you know it's the it's the women versus women thing that it just really didn't sit well with me and it 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 made the book stay with me though for yeah because I'm thinking about these themes and how much I hate that um it just bothers me but you know I think Maybe we should get into some like some book club questions. Yeah. yeah. So we did find some like general book club questions, courtesy of Oprah Book Club, the biggest book club out here. Yeah, so it. let's go some of the uh, go through some of those questions and see like how we feel about it. So what did you think about the writing? Like I did like the writing. I liked the yeah. style. I liked that she incorporates like what could be very real dialogue that like it felt real that like these actual conversations that could take place like she didn't shy away from like these big issues like you know race diversity all of that stuff and I feel like that was very real so I did like that and she added like little comic relief here and there too so that it wasn't Mm -hmm. just this like straight you know preachy sort of text yeah 
No, I agree. I like the, I definitely like the writing style. I definitely feel like she, she is a great storyteller. You know, she did weave it together and, and she gave, uh, was able to bring in some serious topics, but do it in a way that was, well, for me, relatable. Like I could definitely relate to a lot of things that was being brought up in, in the book. And, um, you know, she just was able to like tell the story very well. The story just didn't go anywhere, <laughs> but the story was well written. I definitely like that. So would you want to read another book by this author? Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very indifferent with that. And the reason being is because I, this one rubbed me the wrong way, but I don't want to cut her off. You know what I mean? I think I would probably... I wouldn't run out and, and get like pre-order book number two. I would wait. I would read reviews about it. I would listen to it. Like somebody did a podcast episode on it and didn't give out spoilers. I would probably listen to that, but I, I don't think I would just run out and say, yes, I love the first one so much. Or, you know, even if I didn't love the first one so much, I just want to go and try it again. I think I'll wait. Mm, I probably would. I, I wouldn't buy it right away, um, but because I almost never buy any new books because they're so expensive. But mm. I would want to read another one just because I'd like to see if maybe, you know, the second time around, she does something totally different. Um, so I would give her one more chance. But if that one turns sci-fi, then I, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. And you would tell her she needs to be in a different genre? Well, I wouldn't reach out to her because I feel like then she would just like fire back at me. You're not funny, you little piece of shit. You live with your parents. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I what... she'd know these intimate details of my life because she would do her research before responding to my of DM. Of course. She's so invested in your, in your life. <laughs> She's so invested. What surprised you most about the book? Um, well, the ending. So... <laughs> Uh, only because it it started with such a good premise, I think, mm-hmm. that, like, you start off with, like, you have, you know, one Black woman in the office, the the hope, the optimism, you know, that, that she has when another Black woman starts, and, like, she thinks that everything is going to change for her, and then ultimately, like, yes and no, it kind of does, but it's kind of like... Um, Did you ever see the movie, The Box? No. Okay, so the premise of The Box is that some stranger comes to your door with a a box that has a button in it. And he Mm -hmm. says, if you press this button, you will get a million dollars right now, but somebody you don't know will die. Mm -hmm. That premise sounds really good to me. Mm -hmm. But that movie sucked because it goes (laughs) off on like this, like sci-fi, like weird, like I want to say like alien type shit. Mm. And like, it just loses me. Now, if somebody comes to my house and says, press this button, somebody dies, you get a million dollars. I'm pressing the button. And then if it turns out like some weird sci-fi shit happens, then like, well, cool. I still have a million dollars, but whatever. So (laughs) same thing for me that, (laughs) that like the premise starts off so good. And then maybe I'm just not into sci-fi type stuff. That, That's like, probably what it is because I'm not either. Yeah, I just couldn't get behind it. It's like the, do you, do you watch American Horror Story? No. Oh, okay. I, 
one thing I can read horror all day long. I cannot watch it. I am such a chicken when it comes to that. Well, there's a season of that show too, that it's, it it takes place in an insane asylum. Was that when um, Lady Gaga was there? No, this was pre Gaga. With the clown? With Lady Gaga though. Was it with the clown? Mm, Nope. This is, this was my two. So it was uh, my kids watched it. My older two watched it and they would tell me stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's great. I don't want to watch it. This may be before they would be allowed to watch it unless they've gone back and watched it. But uh, ask your daughters about season two because they'll know what I'm talking about. So it's the insane asylum and it starts off like you think that it's just in this character's mind that he's losing it. But then it turns out he was abducted by aliens and that part was true. And like that loses me then. Like I like the psychological aspect of it. Like if your own mind is just creating these things then I'm, yeah. then I'm cool with it but if it turns out that like oh no it was aliens yeah I just don't like it and I feel like that's kind of what this was I mean it wasn't mm-hmm. aliens but they kind of made them seem like they were like aliens or like possessed by like you know this yeah. demon force or something like that I don't know yeah so that's what surprised me most about it was just like the the twist ending up being like like sci-fi like I just didn't see that coming yeah and I know you didn't finish it but like what surprised you about it what surprised you about it was it were you surprised that you didn't finish yes absolutely I was surprised that because normally what I will try to do I mean granted I'm big on like if if this is not going anywhere or if I'm getting to like the the last quarter of the book and we're like a few pages away there shouldn't be a reason why I'm not finishing the book. I usually will push myself to finish it. But this, every time I turned the page, I was getting more and more annoyed. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to push myself to, to finish. I, I don't see where it's going. I read Animal, right? <laughs> and Animal had no plot, no, no real reason. No, I mean, yes, we talk about it was her life. But once she ran away from New York and, you know, she was, in the hills even though it was all that fucked up stuff that was going on I kept reading because I was engrossed in it to figure out why are you telling me this now again there was no reason why but it kept me it kept me in uh engrossed it kept me you know like looking and wanting to know more about what was going on even though there wasn't a reason for any of the things. See, I think that's different though, because that book was so fucked up. Like if yeah. I think that yeah, if I think Ella so had fed a fetus to Kylie <laughs> in this book, you might've finished it. There was a thriller. There's the thriller. What does that say about you that you're like, listen, if you're not feeding you know, a, ch- a child to the coyotes, I don't want it. Even if it would have been like something crazy where she like, sacrifice like a baby to like a demon you know like a devil worshiping ceremony i would have been like oh my god this like a satanist yeah like we found out that hazel was like a satanist and like you know she she had malika on like the the floor with a star wrapped around her and candles burning (laughs) i would have been like oh my god this is crazy i need to know what happened there was none of that like a live autopsy right. on Malika while she, right while she's alive while she's alive and like eating organ. and like eating the organ oh <laughs> shit 
because she eats the organs of like other black girls. <laughs> Stay alive. Should have written this. Why don't we write this? We should write a book like this. You know, we do. We should write an alternate ending <laughs> to this book. Fan like fan fiction. Yes, we should write fan fiction for this. Yes, we should write fan fiction for this. But then I think that people are going to be like, "You guys are super fucked up." Right. You so we, instead of just like this sort of hair grease that makes <laughs> black women complacent in their job, you want them cutting open other black women and eating their organs to stay young? Is that it? Or to stay a, to stay ahead in the corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> to stay ahead in the corporate world. <laughs> to do live autopsies on other black women and eat their organs this is great are you writing this down no i'm recording though so i think okay great <laughs> i think that like if i would have read that though that would have shocked me that i'd be like wait a minute she's just cutting her open and eating her <laughs> why but i would have finished that book i, I would have finished that book i did finish this book but i would have i would have happily finished it <laughs> I, I would have finished and we would have definitely been talking about it before the podcast i'm like oh my i would have been texting you while i'm reading it oh my god did you read chapter seven when she ate the heart and it was still beating <laughs> When she when she cut out Malika's liver and fed Kendra Ray's kidneys to Diana. Yes. Oh, I think that like you could have also you could have had a conversation then too. Oh man, I really wish she would have made them eat each other because <laughs> whoa, whoa. Because now all, I'm thinking eat the organ. Organ. Oh, oh, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you know what? We're always making pornos here on the AC <gasps> podcast. Unfortunately. <laughs> the showers of <laughs> Kyle's job. Kyle's job right? <laughs> um, insane asylums, only fans. And now yes. we're yes. Uh, fetishizing office employees. Yes, there we go. So, <laughs> That's the uh, theme here. <laughs> our theme is uh, porn. <laughs> so... What? We're, but I and think, we're not even, and we're not even reading Roman romance novels. We're like, true. do not read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but we're going to turn everything that we read into. That's how you know we're creative because we can yes. turn anything into a porno. Yes. But I think okay, if she would have made them cut each other apart and eat each other, literally cannibalizing mm-hmm. each other, yes. we could have then taken the angle of like, if Owen starts eating the heart of a black woman or mm-hmm. if um any of the white women in the office like if vera mm-hmm. starts you know chopping off hazel's finger and like taking right. a, a bite or something or mm-hmm. you know taking her kidney and, and mixing it in you know her her cleanse her juice cleanse mm-hmm. then i think we could have had a conversation about cultural appropriation yes because yes. then it would then turn into why are these white people eating these black people yes because if it all starts with hazel is is trying to get nella to to eat other black women yes then that would have kind of went into the get out type aspect yes. like that's where okay then here we go we need to write fan fiction we do need to or we need to just kind of like you know write a, a book 
very similar to this, but don't call it the other black girl. Just call it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We could, we could come up with like a working title, but I think that there could have been so much more because then it could have also been like, what if, you know, like if Owen or Richard starts doing it, then you can also have the conversation about not one cultural appropriation, but two men feeling entitled to doing Mm. things that are not like, it could have even gone as far as like when you have like the abortion debate, why Mm. are men making laws about these things? Why Mm. are men involved in this stuff? Like it could have gone so far. It could have exploded. But instead they don't eat each other. Yeah. Right. Oh Lord. So if you could ask the author anything, what would you ask her? If she thinks our plot for our fan fiction is something that she would want to take and rewrite the book to be along that line (laughs) like and and would she give us credit for it like here's the other black girl remix and this is an alternate ending for that you know what I mean and she can do like the first hundred people that you know buy her the pre-orders get this uh, alternate ending for the book and it's written by us I would love that. I would love that too. I think that if I could, if she then responds and is like, no, the two of you are very sick individuals. And I would like for you to stay as far away from me as possible. And please do not read my next book. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could happen. I can see that happening with anybody that's around us. So whatever. (laughs) Your opinion of the book changed? as you read it and since you read it all the way to the end did your opinion of the book change um you know I'm gonna say no honestly because it started off as like a very slow burn and Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of build-up and stuff and it just didn't really like I wasn't that into it from the beginning aside from liking the character and I still liked Nella in the end I was very disappointed so I guess maybe no I don't think my opinion of the book changed because like for me it was like it was pretty like static the whole way through. Uh, in the end, I was very disappointed in the characters, but it didn't make me like like it any less. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know my my opinion kind of said stayed the same. Remember, in the first part, I said I don't care about any of these characters. I don't know where this book is going. I'm hoping that it picks up, and it didn't. Even if I, even though I didn't finish the book. It still did not pick up and grab my attention. So no, it did not change. Kind of going off of that, then I guess we should probably give it our rating on a scale of one to five. One being the lowest, like this book is, you know, worse than reading the back of a cereal box and five (laughs) being, I think everyone should, should read it. It's the best book I've ever read. First of all, sometimes the back of the cereal box has some really good content. So let's not say that, but what kind of cereal are you eating? I, mean, I don't eat cereal anymore, <laughs> but oh, I when, I, when I was a kid, no, I can't. It's too much sugar. But when I was a kid, well, it depends on what kind of cereal you eat. Yes. But when I was a kid, I used to love reading the back of the cereal box and like there was uh, puzzles and things back there. Research. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But yeah, anyway, my- got some cookie crisp right now. It's got some, some little anagrams and shit on it. I really want to do it because he can't yeah. read it anyway. He's three. See, you know? there you go. That's, that's enlightening but for this one I think I would give rated as a 3.5 three and a half reason being is because the writing was was great I did like the writing style I liked how she brought like some really deep topics and she 
brought some humor in the book as well. It just didn't develop into anything that I would want to ever read again. Yeah, I'm actually kind of the same. I was going to say somewhere between like a three and a four, because like, I like her writing style. I do really like that. And I like that she brought to light a lot of these, you know, big topics that I hadn't thought about before. Like there were a lot of things where like, I then, you know, take a step back and, and it makes me think about like my own life and my own experiences. And I try to be very cognizant of like, how I make other people feel, especially my friends. So, um, and I have a very diverse group of friends. So I try to be very open minded with certain things and I don't like making them uncomfortable, but I also think I'm the kind of person that like, if you tell me like, Hey, you know, you're a fucking idiot for saying this, then I absolutely would be like, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean it that way. And like, I try to move forward. And if you're the type of person that's going to be like, well, this now makes me hate you. Well, then that's more of a thing on you if you're that unforgiving, because I've never (laughs) done anything like that is that terrible to anybody that would warrant someone being like, I hate you forever now. Not yet. You still got a lot of life to live. Oh yeah. I'm not saying like, (laughs) you know, I couldn't, uh, you know, I, I kind of wished that, you know, Hazel would like murder a gerbil or something like just Mm. something to, to like, to, to, you know, really hammer it home that she was nuts. And so when that didn't happen, that really lowered things for me. But up until, you know, the fact that Hazel, you know, didn't kill animals or sacrifice people or, you know, eat human flesh. I, (laughs) I, I was there for it for a little bit because I like anything that makes me think and like, you know, puts things in perspective for me. This is what I said about animal that like certain things in my life that were going on when I read that I've always felt like there are books that have come into my life that when I'm reading them, it's so strange that like at this point in time in my life that I've picked up this book and I read this, um, for me on this one, I just started a new job. So it was kind of relatable in the sense of like, you're the new employee. So like, it kind of like takes me back with like some of the underhanded shit that Hazel was doing it makes me just think like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that to my new coworkers. I want them to like me. I want them to like, you know, I want to develop a network sort of because I'm just starting here. So like there were things where I'm like, well, this is a good read. And then it just, it falls off. So that's why I'm going to give it, I think overall, I'm going to give it a, a three. Well, I like that we have different opinions on this one. You know what? That brings me to our next point of our October read. I am hoping that our October's book is more thrilling for us. Our October book choice is Dream Girl by Laura Lipman. It promises to be a dark and complex psychological thriller. It says it's a psychological thriller. So if it isn't, if it's not a psychological thriller, then we will be switching to romance or something we're gonna start reading nonfiction. I can't do it <laughs> uh, I need to be thrilled so the the stuff on the back of this uh dream girl it does say don't miss this novel another must read achingly thoughtful and compulsively readable 
So doesn't mean it's a thriller. I know none of those things actually lead me to believe that we're going to be thrilled, but okay. But okay, here it is. A dark, complex tale of psychological horror from a masterful novelist. Okay. Oh, I love horror. And I don't think that that's that's kind of what we've been picking, but I don't think that we're going to just stick to that theme. I want to, we can branch out and do whatever. This is why we need suggestions from our audience email us, DM us, DM us. That's easy. And let us know what you think we should read. We also coming up in October, we're going to have a very special treat for everyone for Halloween. We've got a big special Halloween episode planned and we can talk about that next time, I guess, when we're getting closer to Halloween, but I am excited for our very special Halloween episode. Yes. And we're getting excited. We're going to have our very first ACBC podcast guest for Halloween. He's probably our most consistent follower and we can't wait to have him on the show. It's going to be, I think maybe we should tell people it's going to be the great guy, Kian Wilson, who does the voice uh, provides the voice to our intro. So uh, he is our most consistent follower. He always reaches out to us with feedback and we appreciate him. Yes, we do very much. So, but we also want to hear from our listeners. We want to hear from you guys. We want to connect. We want to talk to you guys. We want to know what do you want us to read? Any questions that you have for us that you want us to answer, to talk about, like with certain books, we can go back and do a special episode to like re- read your questions and talk about books that we've already discussed. Endless opportunity here. So email us at the ACBC podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at ACBC podcast. We really love and appreciate the continued support. We are available on most streaming services. So make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. So yeah, we will see you back here in October. Bye.